0: Mm, Jeff, it's just about beer o'clock.
1: I think you may be right. Good thing there's a tavern right here on the Putnam Pike in Chapachet, Rhode Island.
0: That is convenient. Let's go inside. Oh, this place is a time warp for sure. This looks like an old New England tavern. There's rustic tables and decor. And, oh, yeah, there's a bar there in the back. Right. Uh, two of those, please. Cheers. Cheers, Ray. This is the Old Stagecoach Tavern.
1: Uh, Today it's known as the Tavern on Main. It was built in the early 1700s, back when this country was still England. These walls and grounds have seen a few things over the centuries. And maybe today that's why they call this bar and restaurant Chepachet's Most Haunted.
0: Hello, I'm Jeff Belanger. And I'm Ray Osier. Welcome to episode 319 of the New England Legends podcast. Thank you for being a part of our mission to chronicle every legend in New England one story at a time.
1: And we can't do it without you. We're always on the hunt for stories of ghosts, monsters, aliens, roadside oddities, true crime, and any other weird thing that makes New England special. If you got a story lead for us, please reach out to us anytime through our website, where you can also find dates for my fall story tour dates to see Ray's band, the pub Kings and a link to buy the brand new hot off the presses 2024 haunted new England calendar with photography by Frank grace and stories by your old buddy, Jeff,
0: like last year, these are limited edition. Once they sell out, they're gone. We'll go searching for the ghosts of Tavern on Maine right after these words from our sponsor.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by better help. What's the first thing that you'd do if, Say you had an extra hour in your day. Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Help H E L P dot com slash P sixty. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P sixty. There's a link for it on today's program guide.
0: Okay, Jeff. Can't say I'm surprised that a tavern this old and historic is also haunted. Yeah, it does kind of have that look, doesn't it? Sure does. Uh, But we've learned just because it's old doesn't guarantee that it's haunted. Right. And just because it's haunted doesn't mean it's old. So true. But in this case, we have
1: both... When it was first built three centuries ago, this was a -a two-and-a-half-story colonial home constructed around a large central fireplace, as they often were, and you can still see some of the original hand-hewn wooden beams in the building.
0: Yeah, some of them are right above our heads. Right. It all adds to the old-time charm of this place.
1: So people have died here, there's been a murder, another person's been shot, and history has left a scar here. Multiple scars, really. But the biggest mark was left on this tavern back in 1842. During an historic event that's become known as Doors' Rebellion. So let's
0: head back to 1842 and see what happened. It's the summer of 1842, and politically speaking, things in Rhode Island are a little tense. It seems like almost everyone is angry at someone around here. That's true. And it all comes down to who has the right to vote. When Rhode Island first got its charter back in 1663, it stated only male landowners could vote, right? That was pretty normal for the times and seemed democratic enough. If you own land, you get taxed, so you get a say. By the 1840s, the law was updated to state only male landowners could vote if they owned property worth at least $134 or land that generated at least $7 in annual rent.
1: Those numbers seem a little arbitrary, but still, it almost feels like the law is trying to keep the poorest people from voting.
0: Well, you're not the only person to think that way. Plus, Rhode Island has been changing over the last 200 years. 60% of the state's free white men can't vote due to these land-owning constraints. The state is growing more urbanized. Jobs today aren't mostly centered on farm life like they had to be two centuries ago. So men start to organize a suffrage movement. They argue that an electorate made up of only 40% of the state's white men rules based on charters signed by the king of england centuries ago was not constitutional it's quote unrepublican.
1: the only fix is to create a new state charter to fix the outdated rules enter thomas wilson door his plan was to write a new state charter and form a new parallel government that would gain the support of most of the people in the state he courted the disenfranchised poor irish catholics who weren't eligible to vote under the current laws now, initially, Dorr wanted to include blacks and other non-white men in this new government, but he caved under pressure from immigrants who threatened not to support him.
0: So late last year, Dorr drafted what he called the People's Constitution, which would grant all white men the right to vote within a year. And the current government drafted their own Freemans' Constitution, which grants some concessions to the non-voting class.
1: So the Freemans' Constitution was defeated in the legislature, thanks to Dorr and his supporters. And the People's Constitution passed. Now, of course, those in power said that's not legal because those who voted weren't allowed to vote thanks to the old rules. Dorr said the vote is legal because some of the support came from the existing
0: voting class. So earlier this year, both groups organized elections with the people selecting Thomas Dorr as governor and the voting class electing Samuel Ward King as their governor. Both sides claim their governor is the legit one. Things are coming to a head.
1: So back on May 19th of this year, The Dorites, as they're called, led an attack against the arsenal in Providence, Rhode Island. The Charterites, or those who supported the original state charter, were able to fend off the attack, sending Dorr to flee to New York, where he regrouped and gathered some more troops. It's now late June, and Dorr and his forces are gathering at Acoats Hill in Chapachet, just about a quarter mile from this tavern, where he intends to hold a Rhode Island General Assembly on July 4th. Governor King hears about this gathering and decides to send in the state militia.
0: Dorr knows he's outgunned and outnumbered. He can stay here and fight to the last, or he can spare his men. Knowing King's troops are scheduled to arrive tomorrow, Dorr retreats.
1: Still, Governor King's men arrive to make sure Dorr's rebellion doesn't get another chance to regroup. They fire at the tavern on Main Street,
0: sending a bullet right through the front door. Ow! Striking Horace boarding right in the thigh. Tavern keeper Jedediah Sprague has no choice but to allow in Governor King's men who demand food, drink, and lodging. All summer, they stay here in the tavern racking up quite a bill. By the time they leave at the end of the summer, they have consumed 37 gallons of brandy, 29 gallons of West India rum, 34 flasks of liquor, a few dozen bottles of sherry, 12 dozen bottles of champagne, and two dozen bottles of cider. Wow. Right? Plus, 820 bushels of oats, 17 tons of hay for their horses, 2,400 dinners were served, and 11,500 cigars enjoyed by the soldiers. <laughs> All of these things were to be put on the tab of Governor King. But not a dime was ever collected. And that brings us back to today.
1: So Doors' Rebellion was squashed with violence and nearly bankrupted a local business. However, changes to the voting laws were made. In September of 1842, an assembly met in Newport to make voting possible for any native-born adult male of any race who could pay the poll tax of $1, which would go to fund the public schools. Now, that would be about $37 in today's money. Non-native-born citizens could vote if they owned land, and the Narragansett tribe was completely prohibited from voting. So
0: the poor were still cut out, as were the Narragansett, who were the original landowners.
1: Exactly right. Though being the epicenter of the Door Rebellion is the most significant historic event to leave a mark on this tavern on Maine, it's not the only thing. Back in 1966, a father accidentally drove his car into his adult son, who was crushed against the steps on the tavern. And there's rumors
0: of a murder in the 1970s. Either way, a lot of history happened here. People came and went. Debates were held here. Lively discussions and various people from all walks of life. And some of them never left.
1: So today, the staff claims glasses sometimes break on their own. The temperature will suddenly drop out of nowhere. And some report seeing apparitions. Some even claim to have seen Thomas Doerr himself. He's the most famous person
0: to ever grace this tavern.
1: Right, so his identity is often placed on whatever bumps in the night here. Now, though we can't say for certain exactly who is haunting this bar and restaurant, its haunted reputation comes up again and again. They hold ghost investigations here. Local media searches this place for Halloween features. And here we are throwing another log on the haunted fire
0: that is the Tavern on Main. Funny how those fires keep us warm and give us chills. Mm, so true. And that brings us to After the Legend, where we take a deeper dive into this week's story and sometimes veer off course.
1: After the legends, brought to you by our Patreon patrons. Inside our Patreon, you'll find early access to new episodes plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. We deeply appreciate those who understand great content isn't free. They help us with our hosting, marketing, and production costs, and we can't do it without them. The only thing missing is you. It's just three bucks per month. To sign up, head over to patreon.com slash newenglandlegends, and we'd love to have you there. And if you want to see some pictures of the Tavern on Main, click on the link in our episode description or go to our website and click on episode 319.
0: We tell a lot of stories about... Bars and restaurants and breweries mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, taverns. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's always on your radar to, to hit those uh, those stories. <laughs> we get hungry, we get thirsty, right?
1: <laughs> um, lots of haunted restaurants. and These old historic places, you know, we've talked about this with plenty of them that we've been to before. You walk in... And it, you can imagine like discussing the American Revolution oh, yeah. like, as it was happening. Should we be England? Should we break off? Should we do? I don't know. I, I've been a subject of the king, uh, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like You can imagine the conversations that must have taken place you know,
0: centuries ago. Right. And then it got to the 80s, and it was Coke or Pepsi. And then it just dumbed <laughs> down Challenge. from there. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> um, so I wanted to make one comment on voting. Um but have you heard of Sir Francis Galton?
0: Galton? No, not yeah. the Galton. I thought you no. said Dalton. I know no. him.
1: Sir Francis Galton. Okay. No. And I, and it's fine. This is a little bit obscure. Uh, so anyway, this is a really interesting story. In 1906, at the West of England Fat Stock and Poultry Exhibition, uh, picture it like the, uh, you know, the, the, the county fairs we have. Sure, right? yeah. So uh, they, they had a prize ox. And people could try to guess the weight of the ox. Mm. You write your guess down. You put your name. You turn it in. Whoever's closest wins some kind of prize. This happens today right? Sure. at some yeah. of these you know, exhibitions that they have. So uh, 800 entries were turned in. And Galton asked the organizers, hey, when you're all done, can I have them all? And they said, absolutely. We're going to just throw them away anyway. So he took them back. Uh, 13 were illegible. 787 he could read. Uh, and as you would imagine, some of those guesses were way too high. Right. Some of those guesses were way too low. But he averaged every single one of them, all 787 guesses, and it came out to 1,197 pounds. The actual weight of the prize ox was 1,198 pounds. Okay. Off by one. And the point? His point was, there's wisdom in the crowd. Oh. That if we hear from everybody, we get to the right conclusion. That was his point pretty amazing that he proved that point this has been this you, you can do this experiment tomorrow if you want a ball a, a jar full of gumballs yeah hundreds of them right if you ask a hundred people to guess how many are in there if you average all 100 guesses it should be pretty darn close if not exactly right
0: have to try that sometime it's amazing i've never thought of doing that
1: i've seen it done like yeah. usually with the marbles or the gumballs in the jar uh, it's the same experiment yeah. it's no different if you get everybody's opinion you reach the right conclusion. And so his point, Galton's point was like, if you let everyone vote, you'll get the right answer. You may not like it, <laughs> right? You may not like that right answer, but you'll get to the right answer. And I think it just ties back to the door rebellion. And then of course that was just men arguing yeah. over which men could vote. And then eventually we of course heard from women later on and and so
0: on. I love the arbitrary numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it. it seems like they just pulled that right out. Well, that sounds good. How about seven bucks? It, well, and the poll tax too. So one dollar to vote,
1: um, thirty-seven dollars. Imagine if today they said, if you want to vote, it's thirty-seven dollars.
0: That would prohibit a lot of people. In a good way, I think. If you're really serious about making a difference, you might pay. But dude, there's people that don't have thirty-seven bucks to no, spare. That's true. I guess. Like, like that's how about food. five bucks?
1: That's food for their family. A
0: dollar. I still, I'd five bucks. So no, they well, don't get
1: a biggie bag that week from live Wendy's. Here. You know, not so, a sponsor. But that's not a sponsor. But that's one of the things that that you think about. Like, I know, I get it.
0: Yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's- I'm just I I get concerned about the people that have no business voting, but we do have a business. I get it. You know what I mean. I, I don't think I've explain myself. If we hear right. from
1: the people that have no business voting and 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 are not educated, don't pay attention to the issues and are crazy. <laughs> And you include the people that pay close attention. That's true. Yeah. It attention. all averages out. It should average out. Yeah, yeah. That's what Golden That's would tell you. That's the whole point. You. you think they're crazy voting for whoever, and you think these people are really smart for voting for whoever? average it all out, yeah. and we'll find the right person.
0: You think that experiment lends itself to uh, uh, mob mentality as well? I
1: get that, because I've, you know, I've also heard plenty of people say one person is smart a group of people is dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like any one of us. But maybe can, there's a point. Of course there is. Well, maybe with
0: the picketing, rioting, you know, that's a horrible word or example, but maybe there is a point.
1: We can work ourselves into a frenzy. We can. There's no question. And then you, stop, you start, stop thinking and you start just acting. Like let's burn and pillage and, you know, flip cars over because our, our sports team lost. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bad example but yeah too but soon. it happens too oh. it
1: does yeah you're like well why did the riot break out imagine yeah. future historians well one football team lost to another <laughs> football team and four people died yeah
0: and the funny thing is the winning team city also experienced some burning cars <laughs> right, and... I know
1: oh so yeah but the winning they yeah they it's did the same thing that. people died there too we just crazy can't help it whether we're really happy or really <laughs> angry someone's gonna die and a car's gonna get flipped over yeah um, but, but yeah the tavern on main great food like really one of these great places that's been around for so so long mm. um, but yeah you walk in and it's just it is a time warp they're, yeah. they're in Chippaget. history
2: yeah
0: right why it, would you change that why would you update that you wouldn't
1: right I think that's part of the charm you sit down and you can stare at the bar and you can imagine those conversations mm. from from centuries ago sometimes
0: you might hear those conversations if you listen carefully enough
1: know. so they, they do some uh, dining with the dead events oh yeah um, they have ghost hunts there sometimes and yep. whatever so I think they sort of embrace their their haunted reputation uh, and a, at a place that old, like, come on, you're going to have a, a ghost or two kicking oh, around.
0: I'll have to talk to these people about my cookbook, not cookbook. I still haven't figured out what we should be doing with it. <laughs> right. I, I reached out to a couple of places. None right. of them got back to me. Oh, really? So now I'm thinking we switched to, to breweries. I think they'd be a little bit more receptive to a, uh, oh, did we talk about this on we the t- extra? No. Maybe it was
1: the extra. Maybe. Yeah. This was probably the extra. You can't give it away, right? Not uh, here. I know. This is somebody this else is to the masses. It. Yeah.
0: This has our name on it though. Right. So you can't steal that.
1: Right. But yeah, the, the the reality is like we're always thinking about ways we can celebrate all the weirdness, whether it's with a podcast or with a book or with, you know, something else that we do. But anyway, the Tavern on Main in Chipachet, most certainly haunted.
0: If you've got a story we simply must hear, please reach out to us anytime through our website. Don't assume we've heard. We're always on the lookout for strange tales of ghosts, monsters, aliens, true crime, roadside oddities, and weird history. And please tell a friend or two about the show. The more people who share this podcast, the more stories we can collect. Our crowdsourcing depends on you. So subscribe and share wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to our Patreon patrons and our theme music. By John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bazaar is closer than you think.